Lift those hands and bless the Lord. He's worthy of our praise this morning. Steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercy is never come to an end. I will see. 
of the goodness of God. Amen. Just before I teach this morning, last night we said we're going to have a healing service. Amen. Take your Bible very quickly. I just want to show you a text. And then we'll pray for, minister to those. Mark's Gospel, chapter 5. I want you to guys to hang in here for me. Hang in here. Are oh, you a bit tired? Are you tired? No, you could hang in. Don't worry. Uh, amen. You want to get your Bibles? You want to sing from the scriptures? <laughs> Mark's Gospel 5. Well, 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 well. Now, you know the story. In verse 25, it says, there's a certain woman which had an issue of blood. 12 years. John said 12 years. That's quite a long time to be sick. I'm sure that we all call her the woman with the issue of blood, even after she has been healed. So you can imagine what they call that then. Oh, that woman now, that woman that doesn't come out on Saturdays. You know, and so see, she had a doctor's report on it. And suffered many things of many physicians and spent all that she had was nothing better, but rather grew worse. It got worse. And, and, you know, getting worse usually incapacitates your faith. You, you, you just expect the worst. But notice, she heard of Jesus. She came in the press behind and touched his garments. She heard the right stuff. She didn't hear about those who didn't get healed. She didn't hear about, though she didn't pay attention to stories about Jesus, negative stuff. She heard about his power. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straight away the fount of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately, knowing himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? The disciples said unto him, thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and thou seest who touched me. And he looked around about to see how they had done this thing. But the woman fearing, and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and t- fell down before him and told him the truth, all the truth. And as we 34 together, and he said to her, Daughter, I just made you whole. Thy faith made thee whole. Go in peace and be healed whole of thy plague. What did she do? She released her faith. You release your faith by speaking. You could see that the power of God walked with our faith. She released her faith. Jesus was not laying hands on her. He was going to the house of Jairus. And he's on his way and the, 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 the protocol, like they do for pastors today, some guys criticize pastors for using protocol, but imagine 2,000 years ago, Jesus used protocol. <laughs> 2,000 years ago, those things, 2,000 years ago. <laughs> protocol. And they're keeping people off. So many people must have touched his clothes, including his disciples, and nothing happened. You could be in a place and think nothing is happening, but it's faith that gives direction to the power of God. I remember one day I was preaching and I said, I just said, I made up my mind I wasn't going to lay hands on anybody. That was what I planned to do. But here I'm, I'm preaching, and a lady sat just in front, and she said a part of her body was numb. Call it paralyzed, you'll be fine. 
And I just said to, I just put my hands on it. I do that a lot. I just put my hands and say, you know, the power of God is here. That's all I said. And she said, she had said before that he's going to lay hands on me. I said I was going to lay hands. But our faith gave direction to the power of God. And no matter what the doctor said about you, I have at least a 30-year-old story of a doctor's report that gave me six months to live. And I'm here today, not because I knew scriptures, not because I even knew so anything about divine healing. I've seen it in miracles, and I'm, yeah. But all I knew was Psalm 107, verse 20. He sent his word and healed. I didn't even know where it was. I only knew the song by Don Moy. But the moment I could believe, I released my faith, healing came. Don't release your doubts. Don't release your anxiety doubt and anxiety die unborn until they're spoken don't release your failed expectations the more you talk about the things that shouldn't have, shouldn't have happened that happened the more what should happen won't happen Mark eleven twenty three. 23 Jesus spoke speaking about faith and God's faithfulness whosoever shall say to this mountain be that removed and cast in the sea shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he says the woman kept saying and as she said the power of God flowed in our direction Jesus is going forward the power of God came backwards faith gives direction to the power of God this morning no matter what it is no matter the situation I shared a testimony. I was in uh, New Jersey two weeks ago, and I'm preaching at the World, uh, World Animation Conference, and a lady shared the testimony. Not the only person. Somebody else had told me different things, and I got different. But this particular one said um, she was scheduled for surgery and all that. I shared it with our leaders last two days ago, and I just laid hands, just laid hands. And the truth is, I didn't feel anything. Just laid hands on people generally. Because Jesus said to lay hands. You don't have to feel anything. Just lay hands. And she went to doctors and they ran all the checks. The United States of America said, are you sure the first test was correct? We can't find a trace at all. It was meant to look like a cancerous growth. It was gone. And I can tell you other ones just by lean, just like this. Just lay hands. Because Jesus said we should lay hands on the sea. So you release your faith. And this morning, you will be healed. Praise the Lord. Sing the song again, The Goodness of God. Put your Bibles down. If you're here this morning, you want hands to be laid on you to be healed in your body, you come forward. Before you come, use your words. What do you want? What do you expect? So you could come forward now. Come on.
As hands are laid on you, you see the power of God has gone into my body. It's brought healing and a cure. And say what it is and say, I'm healed of this now. Use your faith. Right? There is no preacher that is a performer. Right? God is the performer. We are the receivers. Is that clear? I love your voice. Heal. 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 Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. You go to the back. Be healed. Be healed.
Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. No, I'm going to do, hold on one second. Hold on, just one second. Now, the power of God has gone into your body. Amen. And I want you right now to check yourself. God healed you. Check yourself. Check yourself. Check yourself. Check yourself. God has healed you now. Amen. Give him praise. Come on. Give him praise. Give him praise. Come on. Thank you. He's healed 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 you. He's healed. Come on, give thanks to him. Don't watch anybody. This is not a stadium. Be healed. 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 Now, if you are believing God for someone to be healed and you brought something, maybe a cloth, I don't know how we're going to do this, but I'm just going to trust that the ushers are going to help us. What you're going to do is this. You put it right on this place. I will preach. And as I preach, I trust God that the power of God will go into it. If I have to lay hands, I will. And you will come back after the service, pick it, and go lay it on the sick. And they will recover. Is that okay? So if you have people you believe God for their healing this morning. It could be a home. It could be abroad. I've seen people send cloth all the way to the United Kingdom and the person was healed. I mean, look at the distance. The power of God went that way without paying for it. Amen. <laughs> so you can, you can actually bring them and put them right on this platform. Make sure you know your stuff. Separate them. Don't put them on anyone's own. Don't put it on. Take your time. Don't rush. Don't put, it, don't put them on anyone's don't put it on anything. Just put it on its own. Anywhere, find space anywhere on this platform. Do not put it on anyone's cloth. Just separate it very well and know where you placed it. What a healing Jesus. You know the song? I found in you. What a healing Jesus. To restore, refresh, and renew. What a healing Jesus. At such a time as this. Her eyes on healing wings. Son of righteousness, what a healing Jesus I've found in you. What a healing Jesus to restore, refresh, and renew. What a healing Jesus. At such a time as this, arise on healing wings, son of righteousness. And I believe 
in miracles. I've seen a soul set free. Miraculous, the unchanging one revealed through Calvary. I've seen the lily put his way up through the stubborn song and I believe in miracles I believe in God you know I'm sorry to say this publicly pastor Yesterday, you were speaking about someone who said his purpose in this church is to finance it. And as you were speaking, interestingly, God spoke to me that there are people here who have sudden increase in their finances. And they are faithful members committed. Some of them are very young. And they will have sudden supply supernaturally, financially. And there's a brother here. It took a whole lot for you alone to be sent to university in your family. Just you alone. Others couldn't. But you are going to see such supply of your needs that will take care of your family for a long time. And we will not in this church have a time of grumbling and complaining about our finances because our needs are supernaturally met by God. So do not talk lack. Don't talk lack. Say, God supplies all my needs. He supplies all my needs. I know you are working hard. And God wants you to work hard. But always expect miracles. Always expect miracles. Expect miracles. There will be things on your mind that God will put on someone else's mind and he will meet that need of yours. Don't remove finances from miracles. You shouldn't be money-minded. Don't be materialistic. Don't preach to get. Don't give to get but do not remove your finances from miracles. God supplies your needs. And God will prompt people's hearts to think about you. To almost get to the point of being overly concerned about you. I see scholarships awarded 
to people here. Scholarships. I'm speaking to the students particularly. Scholarships to take care of that master's program, that PhD program, that degree program. I know Africa, Nigeria, Ghana is going through crisis economically, but God supplies your needs. We expect the miraculous. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lift your hands and thank him. Thank you. Apologize to God for being anxious. <laughs> Apologize this morning, so Lord. I apologize that I've been anxious. I trust you. As I work, even in hard situations, I know and I believe in miracles. Put your hands and thank you. Worship his name. And dear Father, we thank you this morning for another time we've had. Thank you for the healing in our bodies. Thank you for your power being demonstrated in manifestation in this service. As we teach your word and exhort ourselves, I ask that you flood our minds with your understanding. And we believe and receive that our minds will be further strengthened by the power of your Holy Spirit. Together as a church, we behold Jesus Christ, your Son, even as he sees us in him. In this time and in this teaching, he is glorified as we're edified, empowered by the power of your Holy Spirit, alongside those who hear us and the body of Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, on a final note for this conference, but not for this year, I want to especially thank now, I know I did this every session, but especially thank you, Pastor, um, for a lot that I can't say much. But it's a large heart to allow us to speak to you and to trust what we're going to say. He has never given me a subject to preach on. Never. He has never said, we want this emphasis, that emphasis, not once. He just allows me to speak like I'm in my own church. And he allows my own colleagues also to come and speak to you. He doesn't even know the people I bring. <laughs> and he just wants them to talk to you. And that's a lot of confidence. And I just know that only God will reward you for the kind of honor you give to our church. And I'm saying it again, that when you came for World Changers Conference, we were almost dumbfounded at the number of people that came left their work, their family, spent a lot of money to be here. And that's because of the obedience of one single man in this nation for all of you. And I want you to honor him specially for me this morning. The Reverend Gilbert was a great man in all ramifications. You know, I was here in Ghana in 2016. We held a meeting. Um, one of our pastors wished to walk here, so he started working. We came back to try to do a meeting. The meeting didn't go like we planned. And uh, I just believed God, that God had a plan 
that we were yet to find out. And the very next year was when we came and held the Bible school. And I told them, I said, God just has a way of messing up what you planned. Amen. I don't think I, you've ever heard this version before. We came. We went to Kumasi. I mean, uh, Cape Coast, sorry. And we held the meeting. And it wasn't what we planned. And we brought a whole team. I think most of the pastors came. A lot of us came in. And we had to now personally go to do evangelism, mobilize people for the meeting. Because those who tried to host it didn't have the kind of structure we thought they had. So, you know, I just said, well, God, we'll do something. We'll keep praying. Because we've been praying for your nation for a lot of many years. <laughs> and this for us is divine and supernatural. And we trust God to remain faithful with it. So I want to thank you all uh, for keeping the fire, for making it. I mean, I have some friends here. You know, I always ask him every time about them. He calls them my people. <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad to know you. I'm glad to relate with you. I may not know you by name, but you are always on my heart. And it's not, you're not going to miss because I'm going to be here again. You're going to see me again. We're going to keep fellowshiping. Amen. Praise the Lord. And God, he's faithful. And he will, he will ensure the seed sown in your heart and the ones you've sown in you. And I want to say something to you. I know you've sown seeds in the lives of many people. You've taught them. Sometimes you're not seeing the result. Calm down. The harvest will come. Okay? Calm down. <laughs> God is working things that you have not seen. And you are going to see them in a few months, in a few years. So, appreciate yourselves too. And the pastors, one by one, they come every time I'm here. And we're here three times a year. They come. And I know they'll still come for camp meeting. They'll still come for that meeting. And oh, that, please appreciate them and their churches. And any other pastor here, God bless you real good. Amen. You have your seat. Let me try to come. Yeah. All right, you know. We've been talking about the hope of his calling. Amen. The hope of his calling. And I'm just going to speak from my heart this morning uh, to that fact. The hope of his calling. Hebrews 3.1 calls it a heavenly calling. A heavenly calling. Now, what do I do with God's calling on my life? We've seen it that we have a corporate calling, right? We've seen it that we have a, a, a corporate purpose on earth. We all do. Uh, and, and I emphasized last night that division is God's accommodation. Division by tribe, division by tongue, division by... It's God's accommodation. The only division in humanity that God ordained, and it's not a division, there's a union to it, it's male and female. And that's why I say created he them. Male and female is the only uh, distinction that is man made by God. Every other thing, tribe, tongue, color, race, nation, is not in the plan is not in the plan 
So having seen we have a corporate function, a corporate goal, we're all together, the body of Christ. And I told you last night that the gifts available for you don't include your talents. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, Ephesians 4.11, 1 Corinthians 12.28, apostles, prophet, teacher, miracles, governments, helps, diversity of tongues, and gifts of healings. That's what's available to you. Romans 12, verse 6, prophecy, teaching, ministering, giving, showing mercy, ruling. That's what's available to you. That's what's available to you. So what you need to do, and last night hands were laid on you, and just like Timothy, you will find out the gift of God in you. You will see it in work, at work. First Timothy 4, 14, hands were laid on you. When hands were laid on Stephen and Philip, Acts 6, they were chosen as deacons, associated to the pastors, to the leaders, and hands were laid on them. And what happened? Scripture says, in verse 7, it says, the word of God grew and increased, and many priests were obedient to the faith. So laying of hands oftentimes stirs up the manifestation of the gifts of God. All right, I think we just do something very quickly. Play for me, let's just pray, for, pray on this cloth and we don't allow wind to blow in it, amen? Let's just halt that a bit. Let's just pray in the spirit. Oh, Jesus. What's your favorite healing song, you know? Do you know what a healing Jesus? What a healing Jesus. You know it? Play it for me. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord Jesus. 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 God, make a way where there seems to be no way. He walks in ways eyes cannot see. He will make a way for me. He is my sure guide. Hold me closely to his side. Love and friends for each new day. He has made a way, he has made a way, God has made a way, where there seemed to be no way, he walks in ways eyes cannot see, he has made a way for me, he is my sure guide. He holds me closely to his side With love and strength for each new day He has made a way He has made a way God has made a way Where there seemed to be no way He walked in ways eyes cannot see Made a way for me. 
He is my sure guide. He holds me closely to his side. With love and strength for each new day, he has made a way. He so if you drop cloth on this side, you can just come pick it. Just this side, just this from this row. No way. He walked in ways eyes cannot see. He has made a way for me. He is my sure guide. He holds me closely to his side. With love and strength for each new day. He has made a way. He has made a way. Miracle walker. You are the miracle walker. Come and do a miracle. A miracle today. Come and do a miracle. On this side. Miracle walker. Miracle walker. Oh, you are the miracle walker. Oh, come and do a miracle. A miracle today. Come and do a miracle. A miracle today. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You are the miracle walking God. Your name is Yah. Your name, your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You are the miracle. Those on this road, come take us. Your name is Yah. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You are the miracle walking God. Your name is Yah. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You are the miracle walking God. Your name is Yah. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You are the miracle walking God. Two more times. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You are the miracle walking God. One more time. Your name is Yahweh, your name is Yahweh, your name is Yahweh, you are the miracle one. Let's take it one more time. Your name is Yah, your name is Yahweh, your name is Yahweh, your name is Yahweh. You are the miracle walking God. Your name is Yahweh. 
You are the miracle-walking God. Your name is Yahweh. You are the miracle-walking God. Your name is Yah. Who is like unto thee? Oh, oh Lord, who is like unto thee? Oh, where are they? Among the gods, who is like thee? Glorious in holiness, always doing wonders. Hallelujah. One more time. Who is like you, Lord? Who is like all to thee? Oh, Lord, who is like? Amongst the gods, the gods who is like thee, glorious in holiness, always do in wonders, always do. Like this morning, always doing wonders, Hallelujah. Always doing wonders, Hallelujah. Always doing wonders. Shout glory! Amen. So, go lay it on the sick and say, you are healed. And we're going to have stroke healed, high blood pressure, heart disease healed, cancers, asthmas, Amen. Deaf ears unstopped. Insanity is cured by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have your seat. Praise the Lord. So God's called you, right? Are you called? If you are saved, you are called. Because salvation is his call. We said salvation is his calling out, right? That's preaching. Genesis 1, 3. God said, let there be light. He calls, then he calls out. He calls the darkness from the light, sorry, the light from the darkness, and separates the light from the darkness. Then he calls the light day. So three things have happened to you. You have been called out by God, which means you are on his mind. Psalm 8 verse 4 says, what is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that you visit him? He says, you've made him a little lower than the Elohim for a time. And he says, uh, you crown him with glory and honor and set him over the works of your hands. So, God has you in mind. Because he has you in mind, and the word mindful, actually, the Hebrew word is zakah. Something you mention all the time. 
God, there is no sinner in the world that God has not put the message on someone's lips for. Because God is always thinking about man. So he calls out to you. That's how the gospel was preached to me. For me, for example, uh, over 34 years ago, I was privileged to hear the gospel. And when I heard the gospel, my dad told me earlier never to get born again. He said it's a lie. There's nothing called born again. It's just a, a religious thing of brainwashing people. And unfortunately, we had a cousin who will be born again today, then born again tomorrow. Uh, his life just didn't show it. So I was, and my dad was my model. So he, 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 it was my model, he inspired many things in me, you know, so it, it was very easy to believe him for what he told me. And, you know, uh, I, I believed that, and I felt true. There's nothing called what's born again, you know, and all that. Interestingly, I'd had a, a small problem with the church, uh, because when I was younger, the, someone saw a prophecy, or prophecy saw a person. <laughs> and the person said that I had to stay in the church for a week. And I was staying in the church for a week and had to be eating corn and, uh, and uh, what do you call this thing? Um, coconut. You should know, right? And, and what did you, did you know it? <laughs> did you have to measure it for you to know it? <laughs> corn and coconut. And I was a young boy. So I sat there and I said to myself, I will join the military. If you know, the 70s and 80s, we had a military government in Africa. I would join the military, and I will rise to a top position, and I'm going to plan a coup. When I plan a coup, I'm going to announce the first day, fellow Nigerians. This is to bring to the sad end this administration, and every administration is always full of corruption. That's what everybody says when they take over power, corruption. So I'll now say, the first thing is that we are banning all the churches especially the one on 7 Adam Street, who will reshoki Lagos. That was it. It was on my mind. So I had all that bias, you know, interestingly. But when I heard the gospel preach, I remember when I was to be born again, the song that was being sung that day was, I will cast, brother, he de he may. So I will cast all my cares upon you. You know the song? I lay all of my burdens down at your feet. At any time, I don't know what to do. I will cast all my cares upon you. So as a sad that I got saved. And thank God it didn't allow me some more minutes to, uh, to think about the speaking in tongues part. Because you say you have to speak in tongues. You know, when you're born again, you're born in with faith. So I just spoke in tongues without knowing what they were saying. So I, if they had given me one day to think, I will have said, what is it for? Unfortunately, those who got me filled with the Holy Ghost didn't know why they were speaking in tongues. I will have questioned the whole stuff, you know. You know. So I got saved. And then that very day, I learned the song, that day. As the dear pining for the water so my soul longer. Interestingly, when I first said it, I thought it said, as Daniel. <laughs> you alone are my strength, my shield. To you alone will my spirit yield. You alone are my heart, desire, and I love. To worship you. 
The third song I learned, I'm giving you some story. His banner over us. His banner over us. His banner over us. His love. The very same day, the fourth song, if you guess it, I'll give you eternal life. <laughs> you know the fourth one? I'll give you something. Hmm? No, 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 no. I didn't know I surrendered all to the week after. The fourth song. Okay? Okay, if you get the fourth song, I'll give you all the books we've ever released. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> you try. <laughs> no, 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 no. Zero. Who else can take? Huh? Lord, I give uh, that's the recent song about which heart. <laughs> that's the recent. Yeah, three more trials. Huh? No, no, I learned that in deeper life a month after. <laughs> more like you. Wanna be no, 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 no. I didn't know that until later on. Yes. Keep on. Huh? What a guess. <laughs> complete, complete, completed him. I am completed him. <laughs> complete, complete, complete in him. I am complete in it's not by works of righteousness, but by his grace alone. It's not by works of righteousness, but by his grace alone. It's not by works of righteousness, but by his grace alone. I am complete in him. Thank God my books are complete. <laughs> I will give you number five. You get that one. Because where I'm going, you get the fifth one. So, <laughs> but you know that I'm always grateful for the man who mentored us then, Reverend, oh, well, he's never called Reverend. We call him Brother Shalai, or Uncle Shalai, and he never let us know when God called us. Because the moment we got born again, secondary school boys, we started attending ministers' meetings. In fact, the week I got saved, they took all of us to a crusade to go and watch it. So I attended Bible study. The very day I got born again, I did evangelism. The week after we went for, we went to town to do outreach. That year I didn't do this, but some of my own mates were going for village evangelism. So there was really no time to think whether God called you or not. The man had called you himself. <laughs> so that was a good trait. So I usually say, and I'm saying my own life experience, that what that happened was one day, of course I was in and out and all that, till one day, call it Christianity, but okay, I do, and I was there in my grand aunt's house. And that was where I said, Lord Jesus, now I'm ready. I will dedicate my life to serve you. 
If I'm the only one left, just give me enough blood to run around the world. That's what I said. I will go. Now, that is not when God called you. That's when you responded. Salvation is his call. That response is consecration. Now, what has happened to many of us is we have given excuses. You know, my age. You know, like Pastor was saying yesterday that uh, people say it was for young people. But the truth is, Jesus said for you to enter his kingdom, you must act like what? A child. Your age must not come into the plea, into the mix. Your age can't be in the barrier. Moses was 80, right? 80 years old. Caleb was the same age. Joshua was also 80. You thought Joshua was one small boy in uh, senior secondary school? No, he was 80 years old. <laughs> Many people do not know. <laughs> It was between, okay, between 70 and 80, really. He was an old man. Isaac was not a young man, young man. They were young folks. Jacob was not a young man. God has a history of using people across the board. It can be your career. It can be your marital status. It can be because you are widowed. There was a widow in scripture who stayed from, from that year, she was widowed till she was about 90. And she was praying and waiting on the Lord. There is no excuse you have. You have someone in scripture who is doing what you said you couldn't do. And you come back to today's world. I remember in the university. Then, this is about 29 years ago. We were going to pray. We're going to pray in the University of Illinois. That was my first university then. And we were going to pray the prayer squad called Intercessory Unit or something. Uh, it was led by Brother Tayo Ladiko. He's now a pastor in Lagos. His church is Success International Church. He was my prayer leader. We called him Father Nash. And we still relate. He's my friend on Facebook. So, we went to, we call it Zion, to go pray. So, it was about to rain. Uh, I don't think the thing started dropping. Seth. I think it's just, just like we're seeing now. Just started seeing, uh, considering the wind. They're just, brethren, let's move our prayer meeting till tomorrow. And if you know Ilori very well in Nigeria, uh, it didn't used to rain so well then, but when it rained, it will rain. So we just said, let's move the meeting. So as we were leaving, they wheeled someone in. They wheeled in, in his own wheelchair to go come and pray in the same spot. Now, if you're a Christian and that sin doesn't change you, I doubt your salvation. There are things that will change us. You know, in Christianity, I told you yesterday that Pastor... He is first among equals. I'm first among equals. I tell leaders in church. What we do really is to show you the example. It's to be the example. It's to be the example. And for order, we are ahead in the sense of bringing order to what we do. You know, we learn by example. Why do you think the unbeliever in 1 Corinthians 14? Paul says that when he, when he secrets has a made manifest and verse 25... He will fall down on his face. How does he know how to worship? He will see you do it. So I'm going to ask you a question. Would you want a first-timer or an unbeliever to emulate you in the service? Would you want the unbeliever to come into the service and not have a Bible? Come on. No. Would you want 
And I say this also to church leaders in Lagos. Uh, sometimes they, in the, in the bid of you know, mobilizing people for the service, they arrive the service late. So I said that you're already discipling them wrongly. You are, bringing, you are bringing a man to church late. You're saying you are discipling. But that's part of your discipleship. You are discipling in late coming. So let me get back to this. Things must affect you. Like Pastor Chris, Yakilome will always say, that when you see certain people do certain things, you ask yourself, are we going to the same heaven? Because you notice, that, ah, look at the commitment, the dedication, the kind of commitment given to the gospel. So I saw in Brother Shola, then Uncle Shola, we call him, I saw him in him a dedication. He was a teacher in school, so he had his own career. But he was so dedicated to us as young boys, sometimes we'll wear him out. We'll go to his house and stay there and, you know, do everything possible to destroy it. And he accommodated us. He saw the future. And he brought, he, he is the only, I, I'm not saying this out of, there are people I respect and I will always respect and I owe them in awe. But he's, he stands in his own stead that when he picks the phone and he talks, I'm very cautious of my responses. Because many reasons was my school teacher, was my guidance counselor, my housemaster, <laughs> and of course, he was my first pastor in that sense. So the truth is, it was his example that drove us to be dedicated. Your consecration inspires people. Don't stop. So hear this. What do you do to the call of God? You dedicate yourself to it. You know how you Stay with your wife and you say, till death do us part, even though it's not in the Bible, but a good vow. Amen. Though some guys don't wait for death. And you say, you are, I'm going to be with you for the rest of my life. And you make that commitment to her and your wife makes a commitment back to you. And, and some of us don't even wait till we start to do the kissing on the wedding day. And I saw a guy, he's reading the bar, made wedding vows and he's crying. I never, knew, I never knew that I could meet love like this. I called him, oh boy, this thing doesn't take tears. I've been emotional. It's a long distance. Oh boy, <laughs> forget this since you're watching on Instagram. <laughs> oh boy, this one, you're crying. You are, you are trying to mimic Denzel Washington. It doesn't work like that. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> when you start living together, you know the commitment part. Because at the end of point, you get bored. This is the only person I've seen for the rest of my life, you know. <laughs> and that's where the commitment comes in. The same way, you'll have to make up your mind to do this forever. Forever. To do it forever. To hear the word forever. To study the word forever. To pray forever. To keep learning forever. To ensure your conduct inspires other believers forever. To ensure that you live for God forever. You're going to have breaks here and there. You're going to have errors here and there. But you must make up your mind. I'm going to give it all. It's not a Pastor Gilbert sermon. People make that mistake. God is using pastor to be the helper of your joy. And I always tell people. God just uses men to remind you of his will. Don't blame the men. Don't blame the man. So, what is left in our calling? Commitment. Dedication. And dedication 
to what? The education of our time. Time is the number one thing you dedicate to God. To create time. Time to study. Time to pray. Are you here? You know, it also is time when you want to make a decision. You create time to hear him. Never be in a hurry to make decisions. Create time to hear him. Create time to listen to him. Create time to listen to the teaching. Create time to come to church. Create time for other believers. Create time for, or for others to minister to you. You create time. You give your time. You also give yourself. And yourself includes your physical body. You will say physical body, you are no longer for the world. And that's not just about coming to church. You are saying that my body is God's temple. Fornication won't rule in it. Sin won't rule in it. Are you here? Sickness too will not rule in it. I make a commitment to God to use my body for his glory. So if I'm not married, no sex. When I'm married, sex only with my wife or my husband. Are you here? That's commitment to God. Okay? You dedicate your body to him. You dedicate your mind to him. Which means that you control the content that goes into your mind. You don't stay on social media and just browse till you get to a porn site. You dedicate your mind. You dedicate your body. You dedicate your resources to him. Your resources. You commit them to him. Your money. I don't know how much I give. I don't. But when I see what some give today, I remember I was in the boarding house when I said, Lord, I'm going to give you one million. I'm going to give the gospel one million. I accept the target. I was in Bodmin House in secondary school. And from secondary school, I started to partner with missionary organizations, two of them. From secondary school, I was a partner. One time, my daddy said, I want to raise one money in youth foundation. They said, so, 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 thousand dollars. I'm going to do it. I didn't eventually do it, but my heart was right there. I've eventually done it. We can go on and on. I was in a service, and I didn't even have money to go back home. And I committed myself, that's about 23 years ago or so, said I'm going to give them so, so, so amount of money. I didn't have it. And I said, Lord, I'm waiting for you to supply it. I'll give it. It was a church building of a ministry in Lagos. Uh, some of you know the church I, anyway. I just said I was going to give to it. So I, I, two weeks after or so, I went to preach somewhere. And when I preached, a guy came to me, and he, his brother got healed. So he Give his whole salary, his full salary to me. It was exact amount. Interestingly, I needed the money badly. When, you know what? We need money badly. When you start to dream, and your dream says you are in a Rolls Royce, that means you need money. <laughs> <laughs> when you are yet to even have a, a, a motorcycle, and you are seeing that yeah, you, you really need money. So I got the money, and I had to take it to that church. I gave it to one of, um, one of our pastors, Pastor Funkes, and I said, Hold this money for me. I don't want to spend it. I need it. Don't show me until Sunday when I'm going to that church that I can drop it. I said to myself, is that even safe? Because along the line, <laughs> so I took the money and I gave it. And I've never known what to give since then. Never. Never. I said, just give. You dedicate your resources. You dedicate your plans to him. Don't make a plan and ask God, is it your will? When you set the will in motion, you ask him. 
told you, a guy was saying, oh, God wants, he, he said he wanted to go to Canada. So I told him, I said, okay, go pray about it. He came back, he said, I sense that God, uh, it was clear to me, first in fact, he, he, the person said at WCC, people always use WCC. Somebody gave a word, it's never me, somebody else gave a word in the Holy Ghost meeting. I've told you, or not you, I tell them in church, the most superior prophecy in the service is from your pastor. Is that clear? You must check with, no matter what prophecy someone gives you in the Holy Ghost meeting, check with who? Your pastor. I've seen people give prophecies in Holy Ghost meetings that were inspiring fear. Some were suggestive. That's how somebody came to one of our services, and he, the way his hair was like, it didn't look like one of us. So a guy walks up to him and says, the Lord says, dedicate yourself. Set your heart for him. It's time to, it's time to do that will of God. It's time to give yourself to the gospel. And the guy is a pastor. He didn't know. So you can have those kind of things. They will happen. The exorcists are part of the things we see. So you check with your pastor. Is that clear? Uh, don't let someone give you a word. Uh, I see you in Cambodia. I see you in Cambodia. <laughs> uh, go and apply for Cambodia. Check with your pastor, okay? Uh -huh. So this man says, Canada. I said, go pray. But I think in when he prayed, the Lord said the Lord told him to go to Canada. The Lord didn't tell him he was going to apply for a visa. So when eventually he applied for a visa, they didn't give him Canada. So I said, okay, let's see how it goes. I thought he was going to try again. Then he comes back a few months. One of my uncles said I can go to UK. I said, ah, ah, ah. He said, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. Usually people like that have told people what they were going to do. So they're under pressure. So he goes ahead and then the UK didn't come through. Then he comes again just a few months ago. I think, was it like January? Yeah, he said, Pastor, um, I was told I can get in through US. I said, you'll soon go to hell the way you are going. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a football player that doesn't know where the goal post is. And he plays the ball to anywhere. He will score one goal. <laughs> what did God tell me? This one said, Maguire. <laughs> what a name. A name above all names. <laughs> we asked Richard Maguire. <laughs> glory to God <laughs> you dedicate your plans such that you say Lord this is what I plan to do you tell me what you want and I put mine down and I'm telling you that is what you need to do to the call of God getting excited over it is good but you must be committed to it and dedicated to it and see to it that the job is done. You must dedicate yourself. You must be ready to follow through. And like I said to you the first day and maybe the second too, that I love to be convinced. I love to be convinced. But when I am convinced, I shut the door for doubt. I shut the door for anxiety. I go full-blown into it. Because nothing works when you give it half attention. You must give it everything. Those who preach error, give it everything. All right? With the level of knowledge your pastor exposes to you every week, the things he teaches you, the commitment from the cell leaders, then you give your all to it. Play for me, we close. You're all to it.
You play for us with us. Give your all to the cause. The pastor shared yesterday. When David was anointed by Samuel, 4 Samuel 16, 13. In 4 Samuel 17, he goes to serve his brothers at the war front. And Eliab saw him. Of course, Eliab is still feeling bad that he wasn't chosen. After going to Roman Bible Training Center, leaving with Missouri Academy, God and chosen. And then you have David says, Who is this guy? You don't know him? It's Goliath. And he says, What will be given to the man who brings him down? What will be given to the man who brings down this idol worship, who brings down this worship of sex, this worship of money? What will be given to this guy? Eliab said, you come here again, you proud, haughty fellow. What are you doing here, pompous fellow? Because Was it because hands were laid on you? Who do you think you are? If you're taking care of the father, the few sheep, he said, few sheep. You could always know later why God rejected people. You will, let, you will know why it was not Esau. You will see why it wasn't Reuben. You will see it eventually. Sometimes you think God's just, no, no, you will see it why it wasn't Esau. You see later why it wasn't Reuben. You will see it. You will see later why it wasn't Cain. We saw later why it wasn't Eliab. Eliab was a guy who had contempt. It's a few sheep. He didn't have regard for what David's father's sheep was about, but David was able to kill a lion for it. Was able to kill a bear for it. There's folks that see nothing in what you're doing. That elsewhere under that tree. But you are fasting about it. You are praying about it. You are investing your time on it. And one day, God who trains you in the secret will bring you in the open. And David responded, stand to your feet. He said, is there not a cause? If I give my life for this cause, is there not a cause? If I give my resources, is there not a cause? There is a cause. There is a reason, a noble one, that makes you fast, that makes you give your all. Sometimes, and you know, I'll tell the truth, sometimes we even fall into weakness. Almost sickness many times. Illnesses. For dedication to the cause. Paul had the same experience on the apostles. But we're not going to tie out. We're not going to tie out. We're not going to give up. We give our all to this. You want to sing that song for us? Yakal House and all the churches. What are you doing about the call of God upon your life? What are you doing about it?